reborn out of disaster, four survivors rose again to form a legion of the world's strangest heroes. Da-da-da-doom Patrol! Scott Coles, and with me, as always, is Murray Fox, and this week we are looking at Doom Patrol 56 from uh, June 1982, 92, 82, 82. <laughs> that was a whole different Doom Patrol, <laughs> I think so, I don't think we had one in 82, 82, uh, no, it's been... in that in-between period between the Copper uh-huh. Park and the uh-huh. yeah. other All right. Park. <laughs> That's right. It was definitely 92. Yeah. Yeah. Alrighty. So here it is. Number 56. And we've got uh, another cover by Beisley. And it's... It's crazy. <laughs> it's interesting. Yeah, I think that's maybe Crazy Jane on the cover holding a little stuffed lamb. Probably. With, uh... Symbolic of that, at least. Yeah, 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 yeah. While a little man <laughs> drives a motorcycle or something Under in the water. water. I yeah, think they're down the, well. I yeah, think they are down the well. They've been uh, alluding to that for a while. And he's got a nice telephone for a hat. Well, that's always cool. Totally. <laughs> Before cell phones, mm-hmm. you wear your hat, helmet, head, phone. Anyway, alrighty, we left off with Jane. She had attacked someone in a church. Not without cause, I guess. She was, you know, going through her uh, memory stuff and having a rough time remembering all the terrible things that had happened to her in church. Yes, she had been assaulted at the church by yeah. some sort of wino. Yeah, wino hobo. Perfect. Yes. <laughs> anyway, the police are there and <coughs> excuse me. And they are telling her this is the, her last warning. She's got to come out with her hands in the air. Um, you know, as the police do, and she, of course, comes out with her hands in the air, way up in the on air. On fire. <laughs> yeah, they're in the air on fire. <laughs> Have we met this one before? This is Flaming Katie. Flaming Katie, yeah. She's flaming all right. She's like, like this, and she just blasts them all. She shoots the car. She shoots the police officers. Things are exploding all over the place. They're shooting at her, but, of course, the bullets are having no effect on her. And then she... Flits out of there, vanishes for a moment, and they don't know where she's gone. And then they turn around, and there she is, attacking a 50-foot woman. <laughs> With a sun for a head. <laughs> I don't know who that is. That is, I don't know, we could name her Giant Sun Girl. Who knows? She's yeah. huge. <laughs> and she's shooting little... Solar blasts at them, and then she shrinks down and turns into a sexy redhead. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. A sexy redhead with a lovely little black bra and torn clothes, and she gives herself a hug, 
And I think she's magnetizing things, maybe, or... I don't know. I'm not sure what's going on there. It she's, looks like they were up and then they were all knocked out by her light show or something. Yeah, by her sexy show. There you go. <laughs> sexy Red, that's who that is. Sure. <laughs> and she uh, turns back to Kay and sort of mm-hmm. does a little zippity-zip with her hand, sends the last police car flying off into into the pavement. And she's like, have you had enough? I think so. And off she walks, leaving a swath of destruction in her wake. <laughs> no, like she does. That's right. Poor thing. And we get back to Cliff, and he is totally consumed with uh, Crazy Jane. He wants to know what's up with her. He can think about nothing else. He's talking to Danny the Street about it, and Danny is uh, typing on the typewriter. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, he's he's less concerned. He's like, I've been trying to tell you, Mr. Steele, uh, I've been feeling something horrible and evil around here. It's been giving me the shivers. <laughs> Cliff is like, what do you mean, evil? <laughs> And I love this. Danny's like, what do you think I mean? I mean evil, rough, nasty, cruel, dangerous. When I say evil, I generally mean evil. What am I supposed to do, Ducky? Read you a dictionary definition? (laughs) That's it, get catty. (laughs) And uh, Cliff is like, so it's gone now. So what's the problem? And he walks out and uh, crazy, or crazy Jane. Dorothy, or Dorothy the street. Man, my poor little day. <laughs> Danny the street. <laughs> he is not done. So he, uh, one of the uh, phone boxes on the street there rings and Cliff goes in and and uh, answers the phone and, and the phone tells him, I don't want to keep at you, love, but the problem is more to do with when the evil went than whether it's gone or not. I've been feeling it for a long time, getting stronger and stronger, and then it was gone. And it left when Dorothy and Joshua did. And uh, Cliff is like, I don't need this right now. (laughs) We can solve that problem later. I got enough to worry about. And he walks away. And uh, that will probably come back to haunt him. Usually does. Uh Poor Cliff. He's so concerned about Jane. He sort of well, that's a bunch of other things slide that maybe he probably shouldn't have. Yes, it's going to cause problems. However, we have a short little break there with Willoughby. Willoughby uh, Kipling. <laughs> a little interlude. He's complaining because it's a Monday and nobody likes Mondays. And, that's uh, true. Yes, you can't argue with that. <laughs> and he's got some sort of Templar meeting, which he's less than thrilled about. Mm-hmm. Uh, he gets up to a door and... Someone sticks a knife out at him and says, what's the password? What's the password? And he's like, why don't you just shove it up your arse? (laughs) And they're like, that'll do nicely. In you come, Mr. Kipling. Piss off. (laughs) It's a midget standing on a chair. That's right. (laughs) Always beware of midgets with uh, switchblades. Cliff uh, carries out his plan and he goes to see, he goes back to the hospital where he first met Jane. Uh, to see if he can find any information about uh, where Jane lived before she came to the hospital because he's worried she's going to go kill her father. Like, because she said, you know, she left a little note in the previous issue uh, that she was going to go kill her father. He's worried. 
The doctor, however, is less worried. <laughs> She's like... Everyone's less worried than Cliff about what's going on here. <laughs> totally. She's like, oh, I rather doubt she'll do that, Mr. Steele. He's like, what do you mean you doubt it? This is serious. I'm telling you, this thing's for real. She's like, just don't shout at me, Mr. Steele. Kay can hardly kill her father when the man's been dead for almost ten years. Oops. <laughs> and Cliff's like, what? What? <laughs> and he shows her the note. And he's like, who wrote this note? And the doctor's like, I should have thought the author of this note was obvious. This is Kay's own handwriting, Mr. Steele. And then there's like a beat and he's like, ah, shit. <laughs> Pause, beat. And the doctor just says, Arthur Chalice died of cancer of the colon when Kay was 17. If you want to find her, I'd suggest Metropolis. Kay was raped in the cathedral there at Easter. She killed the man and she was engulfed by all the suppressed memories of her childhood. That's when she became Crazy Jane. That's how she came to be in our care. Try Metropolis, Mr. Steele. Oh, damn people making sense and stuff. <laughs> I know. That's very straightforward for Mr. Morrison there. It's like, <laughs> here's what happened last issue. Recap into uh, two word bubbles and then move on. <laughs> Alrighty, we get uh, Willoughby Kipling again having his interlude. It's, uh, you know, one of those typical places where... Uh, Wizards and <laughs> hobos stand around a bonfire. <laughs> yes, magic hobos stand around a bonfire because uh, I guess they're magic hobos. Yeah. Well, at least their teeth are magic. <laughs> well, that, yeah, that guy's got magic teeth. <laughs> One of the dudes uh, takes out his dentures, and the dentures just start floating and giving Kipling all the news. There, the, the dentures are like bad news. Kipling, <laughs> all the prophecies are coming true, like. Bad dreams, <laughs> stars going out in the sky, and you know, he goes on and on. The apocalypse is coming, <laughs> and the Doom Patrol is uh, the focus for the first major assault. And oh, Kipling no. is just like, ah, bugger. <laughs> so we've chosen you to help them. That's ah, right. You, you do the short straw. That's you right. You it while you weren't here. <laughs> Of course. And he's like, grum, grum, grumble. Give me a drink. <laughs> That's all we'll see of Kipling for this issue. Mm -hmm. However, we head over to a farm. Ooh, a dreary, drab farm. A dreary, drab farm. I don't know that Metropolis has many of those. I it's think. probably outside. It's like upstate. <laughs> upstate Metropolis. <laughs> yes, it's very dreary. It's in total disrepair. And uh, Crazy Jane is having... Again, conversations with herself. Half of her wants to come there. The other half doesn't want to be there. They feel they shouldn't be there. Nothing good has ever come at this barn. Everything's dead. Um, and she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, it's home. <laughs> so she wanders through the garage. And she uh, has little memory flashes of uh, her dad. And, uh, and the abuse that she suffered there. Mm -hmm. um, we get the importance of the jigsaw puzzle. He's, she's finishing a jigsaw or trying to, and then her dad pulls her along and has his way with her, and her jigsaw is never to be finished again. Boom, boom, boom. And she continues to wander through, and she wanders through the kitchen where she has memories of her mom, and her mom was very, uh, it sounds like very uptight. She says, Mommy, her 
eyes are stitched together. Her lips are stapled shut. Yeah, mom doesn't do much. Mom taught us to feel nothing. Dad taught us to feel everything. <laughs> and uh, Crazy Jane has a little memory of of uh, asking her dad not to do it. Please don't do it. Please don't do it. And he grabs her little stuffed her little stuffed sheep named Harry. <laughs> and he says, I'll show you what happens if you open your big mouth to tell. And he grabs her little uh, lamb and throws it down the well. Which was, of course, very, very traumatic for poor Jane. She's having... She's having a rough time with that. Yeah, that's when the, the panel for the flashback sort of breaks apart into the jigsaw puzzle. Yes. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. cool, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The very top panels are very square, and then the panels start to look like jigsaw puzzles that are put together, and then they break apart. Yeah, it's a cool setup. And then, of course, we get to the well. We see the well on the hill, and it's all in silhouette, and Crazy Jane walks up to it, and... As she gets closer to the well, she finally realizes Cliff. I need Cliff. And some of her other personalities are like, no, this time we'll do it without him. And she climbs up into the well. She, she sits on the edge there. Um, and and there's lots of conflict. Do it, don't do it, do it. And then, of course, she jumps in, dives into the well. Well, jumps. She's not diving. She's not crazy crazy. She's just slightly crazy. <laughs> she jumps down, and as she jumps, it's kind of neat. He's got her looking like a, almost like a little kid, like an Alice in Wonderland kind of, sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, I was going to say, Alice in Wonderland down the rabbit hole kind of deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the well is kind of filled in her head with, with all sorts of doors. Mm -hmm. um, rather than bricks, it's, it's made of a whole bunch of door frames. And... She feels like the well is going on forever, that there's no bottom, and she finally lands in the water, and when she gets to the bottom, she finds her tiny little stuffed lamb. It's still there. It's a little waterlogged. She picks it up. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's been years and years. However, there it is. It's there. She gives it a little squish. <gasps> I'm so sorry, Harry. I'm so sorry. You're all right now. Everything's all right. You're all right now. And she's sitting in the bottom of the well, clutching little Harry. And we jump over to Metropolis near the church. And Cliff finally makes his way to the church and figures out that Kay was there. By all the fire? <laughs> By the fire and the uh, exploding like, police cars. she may have been here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they, uh, they give him a quick recap and, and he's like, the police officer, she's okay, right? She didn't kill him. No, but she injured a lot of good officers here, and she destroyed six squad cars. This is serious shit, man. <laughs> if she's one of yours, and you find her, she's in a whole mess of trouble over this. Yeah, thanks. Well, <laughs> the police, Cliff. they're so sensitive. That's right. <laughs> and Cliff is like, we've lost her, Danny. I don't know where to go next. Let's head back to the Rhode Island headquarters. And Danny has, like, a big banner strung across his uh, street. Here we go. Maybe the chief will have some ideas, and maybe I can be of some use to Josh and Dorothy. <laughs> maybe, Cliff. Maybe not. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Crazy Jane's down the well, and uh, she's like, Is it we? Is it me? Everyone's talking at once so that it sounds just like one voice. So we're starting to see things are changing for for Jane there. Her uh, 
multiple voices are maybe starting to merge together. Uh, maybe the voices are coming from behind the doors. The lady or the tiger, I feel so strange. So she opens one of the doors, and this is where we get kind of symbolic and stuff. And mm-hmm. she finds herself in a in a hospital room with a couple of doctors and a man hooked up to all sorts of machines. And the doctors say, you've come to see the patient. He doesn't get many visitors. A poor, sick thing, wheezing and coughing on his bed. And Jane looks at him and she says, I thought he was a monster. He is. He should have died a long time ago, but he keeps clinging to life, says one of the doctors. It's just the hate machine that keeps him alive. (laughs) Oh, the hate machine. I bet it has hate tapes in it. I bet it does. I bet it makes its way all the way to the 30th century. Mm. (laughs) However, that's what's keeping him alive, and it uses up so much energy. Perhaps it would be better if, well, if that energy were put to better use. And uh, Jane is glaring at... uh, her father there, big dark eyes. And one of the doctors says, I think you know what I'm saying. You're his daughter, and it's a difficult decision. I know it always is, but... And Jane says, yes, switch it off. And she's got tears streaming down her face. And this is her kind of coming to grips with everything that's happened to her. She uh, lets go of the anger and the hate, and she lets her dad... Fade off there. We get one single note fading out, and then the voices start to fade out. And uh, uh, she said, hell's at the bottom of the well, the voices always said. Well, I want to see it. So she opens another door. I want to step right up and open my eyes wide and look at hell's face. And as she walks through, she sees hell is beautiful, sunshiny, (laughs) blue sky, pink castles... There's a Stonehenge. There's a lake. Stonehenge. She's right by the lake there. Yes, it's beautiful. And she's smiling, and her eyes are open wide, and and uh, she looks happy, content, at Very peace. Much. However, in uh, <laughs> Doom Patrol headquarters, <laughs> Cliff is walking through the hallways, and he finds a candle on the ground, and it's it's burnt out, but he picks it up. And he says, Josh, and he looks down the hallway and sees sort of an open doorway and he walks down the open hallway. Then he starts to run down the hallway, calling Josh's name. And of course he finds Josh's body shot, bloody, dead. (laughs) And he's like, Josh, what'd they do to you? Who was it, Josh? Speak to me. And of course he realizes it's too late. Josh is dead. Robot Man's like, no, 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 no. And then he looks over and he sees the chief's wheelchairs turned over. He's like, the chief? Oh, Christ. (laughs) And then we get the big revelation. Don't worry, Cliff. Don't worry about me. And we turn the page and there is the chief standing up, revolver in his hand. I'm right here. Man, oh, man. With a gun, too. With the gun, yeah. He's Just to make sure he knows who did it. Yes. <laughs> that big bullet hole in Josh, that came from my gun. <laughs> I made that all by myself. That's me. Yes. Ooh, that has to be... Like, when people were reading this for the first time, that would have had to have been... Oh, it was. Such... It was a shock for me. Yeah, oh, yeah. Wow. Big cliffhanger and super shock. And and he because, uh, especially since there was like no internet back then, so or like very little. Yeah. So I like, told you didn't have the 
months and months of pre-science that you have now <laughs> where you, you know what's going to happen. Exactly, exactly. And uh, like a punch in the gut. Yes. It's one thing to have the cliff, or the cliff, the chief standing and walking, but then to see that he's holding the gun and, and uh, like, people are going to want to think. I, I'm guessing most people would have wanted to think, um, you know, there's still another twist here. There's some sort of trick. Perhaps he was protecting Josh. Perhaps, it, you know, it's like one of those classic mistaken whatevers, but. We will yeah, see. Yeah. <laughs> we will see that there's lots of uh, mistaken whatever's coming. <laughs> they uh, in the uh, letter column there. They hype the next issue, which is going to be like a double oh, double yeah. size issue, and it's uh, the secret, true, shocking origin of the world's strangest heroes. But of course, they reassure us all that they're not doing any retconning. They're not. Uh, Everything you know isn't true sort of thing. They're just uh, looking at everything from a different direction, a different light, <laughs> which will be cool. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to see if there's any famous people in the uh, letter column, but no. Well, just Nevins. Just Nevins, that's true. Yeah, yeah, he's done annotations and stuff for... League of Extraordinary Gentlemen? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, just big Walt Newton guys, basically uh, trying to. He, he's got that thing where uh, like Doc's, Doc Savage and Tarzan and all the bunch of those dudes that were written about back in the day were all sort really, of related yeah. to some sort of meteor strike. It's if you look it up, sometimes it's really interesting stuff if you like that sort of nerdery. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's the Walt Newton homepage. Cool, cool, cool. W O L D Newton. Excellent. Excellent. I will have to check that out because he's done he's done annotations and stuff for other things too. I think for like I think so too. Yeah, Drew Baker um, maybe for some of his uh, criminal stuff or I don't know if he's done it. He seems to like mostly Alan Moore and uh, Grant Morrison stuff. So yeah, he's into like pulpy stuff. And anyway, he shows up. There you go. And they also oh, sure. uh-huh, they also mention the Doom Force special, which is also <laughs> coming. So next issue they get next issue the big double sized secret origin, and then the week after that they get the Doom Force special. Yeah, that was a huge month. Dang, that was a two big comics, Doom Patrol two month. Doom Patrol comics. Uh huh. Two double sized Doom Patrol comics. Yeah, I know, right? Excellent, excellent, very very cool. Alrighty, well that brings us to the end. And if you want to chat about it, you can come visit us on our site, which is the Doom Pod Troll. It is doompodtroll.com. Yeah. You can also send us an email to doompodtroll at gmail.com. Yes. See. You should. It's awesome to do so. Absolutely it is. You'll feel so much better about yourself if you do. <laughs> yes, you will. Guaranteed. Yes, absolutely. Or your money back. That's right. You will totally refund your money for sending us an email. <laughs> well, Scott will. <laughs> absolutely. All right, that is it for us this week. Catch you all next time. <laughs>